Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. This is John Roca from Collider. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof? Watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So, when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CEO. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 Happy Monday and welcome back to Movie Talk. We've got a box office report that has John Wick 3 blowing up at the box office. So much money right there. On top of that, we are talking about the Batman, specifically recapping Robert Pattinson's potential casting and also new reports claiming that they know who the villains are in the movie. It's going to get, I don't know if it's going to get heated today, but we're going to have an interesting discussion because <laughs> this is big news for the Batman and also now the John Wick franchise. So let me turn it over to my two co-hosts for the day. It is Haley Fouch and John Roca. I am so excited to have you both here, but welcome back from your adventures, Thank Haley. You. How are you feeling? Exhausted? <laughs> yeah, but the good kind, the earned kind. Mm. Is worth every single second. Of course. Um, what can people look forward to seeing yeah. from your recent trips? Because I saw a thumbnail that was absolutely glorious recently. <laughs> uh, I went to Norway for the Blu-ray release of How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. And so they kind of gave us like a, a immersive Viking experience. Nice. I throw some axes, do a little archery. Do a, a zip line, which is definitely not my type of thing. <laughs> uh, so it was really very cool. And we've got an interview with Jay Baruchel and Dean DeBlois. Nice. So just nice. lots of fun how to train your dragon stuff and me generally trying to do things out of my wheelhouse. I am sure we will all very much enjoy that. Yes. So thank you for sacrificing yourself for our own entertainment. <laughs> right now we're jumping into the box office report. So it was a very, very big weekend for John Wick Chapter 3. Wound up making $56.8 million, which makes it the highest earner of the entire John Wick franchise for an opening weekend. It wound up topping John Wick Two, which only made thirty point four million, which was a lot of money. It's just to almost double it is mind blowing to me. Then on top of that, we have Avengers Endgame, which wound up with another almost thirty million in the bank, which is a nice total there. The domestic total is somewhere around seven hundred and seventy million right now, which officially makes it the second best of all time at the domestic box office. It's right behind, not right behind. It is well behind Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which had a grand total of nine hundred thirty six million. As for the worldwide record, right now, Endgame sits at $2.56 billion. Of course, Avatar has $2.78 billion. But before we talk again about Avengers Endgame, possibly catching Avatar, let's talk John Wick. Because this is a huge amount of money right now. And this, to me, does signal that they will move forward with a John Wick 4, despite the fact that they're already moving forward with a TV series. So how do you guys see this playing out? Is it only a matter of time before we hear official news about John Wick Chapter 4? Yeah, I would think so, of course. It was a fantastic movie. A lot of people loved seeing it and enjoyed it. I was screaming <laughs> as uh, they enjoyed it as well, remembering it. It was fantastic. Great reviews. The A Cinema score, A Minus Cinema score nice. is really great for it. Remember last week I said, don't be surprised if it makes 60 or 70 million. And damn, if it didn't come close. Everyone was like, no way, no way. Well, every once in a while, I get one right. Um, but this was fascinating to see. And I think this puts more of a dent in the idea of... Uh, Avengers Endgame crossing Avatar, but I think more overall, it shows the power of 
the hunger for a good popcorn film that people want to see in the summer. They want to go and enjoy. Do a good job, and people will come in droves to see your movie. And they certainly did with John Wick 3 and Keanu. Just perfect rollout PR-wise for him. And I think it just left a lot of people feeling excited about it and reinvigorated by this franchise again because... Two is a little half in, half out for a lot of people. So this makes people think, okay, we can go forward with this Mm -hmm. uh, a fourth installment. I would love to see it. I want it so, so badly now, especially because I think I said it in the review, but I think this might be my favorite of all the John Wick movies now. I thought some of the Mm. set pieces were just like mind-blowingly good. And even though I am very excited about the idea of the TV series taking place at the Continental, I feel like there's so much more to explore here. And the fact that this one has an A-minus cinema score we talk about cinema score a lot because Mm. usually it's a good indicator for legs could you imagine if this plows through the competition for the next couple of weeks because while we do have big movies hitting theaters like let's say godzilla and also ma and some other things on the horizon none of those are juggernauts along the lines of something that's going to cross a hundred million dollars opening weekend so i just have a feeling that john wick 3 is going to be in very good shape to keep making money especially because a lot of that big competition is also good count programming so mm. i am hardcore rooting for this one right now yeah i have to confess because of the travels i haven't seen it yet and i'm very excited to try to take a minute to breathe and do so because i love this franchise so much um i think one of the really good things looking forward for if they're going to make another one is that keanu reeves and the filmmaker just seem very content mm-hmm. to make these films they love making these films he loves playing this role uh, so you know, a lot of times if this wasn't, you know, one of those big franchises where somebody was signed for six films or whatever, you know, this was a sort of self-financed that grew into mm-hmm. a big mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. So that really means a lot that the the two main creators are so passionate to move forward mm-hmm. with it. Roka, here's yeah. a question for you, yeah. but spoiler free, we've got... Kyle Johnson in the chat saying, I hope we get a spinoff with Halle Berry's character. Those dogs were badass. Is True. that what you would want the next movie to be or something else? No, no. I wanted to stay John Wick. Maybe her coming back and being an essential part of it. Absolutely. I don't want to see the Mission Impossible plan. You know, the girl comes in. The girl does not appear again in the next movie. I want <laughs> to keep her. I would love to keep Halle Berry. I think Halle Berry as well uh, kicked a lot of ass in this movie. And those dogs are fantastic. So she should be an essential part of whatever the next film is. I just don't think she should be necessarily sort of the lead. It's a John Wick franchise. Can you do a spinoff? Knock yourself out. But I think the TV show will do what it does, but the movies have to stay with John uh, with uh, Keanu Reeves. Especially with, I think, where they wind up. Again, mm. we're not spoiling anything here, but I think the movie does wind up in a place where there's a lot more rich storytelling yep. to be had. So there is no reason why we can't get a straightforward sequel to this one. Mm-hmm. Well, there was also, uh, oh, quite a while ago, there was that story that they were going to make some sort of ballerina action movie set in the John Wick mm-hmm. universe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's not something we've heard about for a really long time. So I'm curious to see if that's still if they're still planning to build out that universe theatrically well, or if they decided to push know, it to we TV. We can't say anything. It's in the if she hasn't I mean, we're allowed to at least say what Angelica Houston's character is involved in. There's a ballerina element to that. Uh And I wouldn't mind seeing more of her because she is hands down one of the coolest people right now. Okay, so that that is a factor in the... it could be. Yeah. And again, that is that is most certainly not any kind of spoiler, but I yeah. think that's where you can see the little connecting of the dots happening. That's and, cool. It may have been the story that you saw or read was folded into this mm-hmm. as a part of it. So certainly what Perry is saying is true. Like, 
It certainly leaves with the possibility that they, that could they could explore that avenue as well. All right, now briefly before we move on from box office, Avengers Endgame versus Avatar. I know you've been saying no mm-hmm. for a long time now, so mm-hmm. do you think even more so it's not going to cross it? Yeah, I would say even more so because I just see the numbers coming in now with Pikachu blowing the doors mm-hmm. off, surprisingly, and then uh, uh, John Wick coming in and doubling what people were projecting. We have Aladdin that is starting now to get good reviews from people who've gone to see early screenings over the weekend. I saw a lot of people tweet about it and uh, talk to me about it and say they really loved it. So that's coming really soon. And Brightburn, of course, we'll see what that does. But Godzilla's coming as well. So mm-hmm. I think all those things are just going to con- uh, converge to stop it from passing. It's it. also about the worldwide, the foreign box office, sure. too. And when you factor in the actuals, the grand total now for Avengers Endgame is $2.616 billion. So I still think it has a chance. And I'm also waiting mm. for a little bit of a resurgence or reinvigoration when we have Spider-Man Far From Home come out. So I think between now and then, it's going to wind up slowly accumulating enough to top Avatar. Mm. I still could see it happening. I was, I, I was one of the few who was like, yeah, I think that could happen. And I have to say, I've, as the weeks go on, been like, oh, maybe my prediction was wrong. <laughs> but I agree that there will be a resurgence when Far From Home comes up, and that could be the, the deal maker or now, the deal breaker. And now that I think about it, I also think that grand total for Avatar might include re-releases. So if the time oh. ever comes for that, I guess it's fair game for Endgame to include it in its grand total also. And I, I don't know, maybe it'll happen after the fact. If there's, if there's a big re-release planned and that factors in, then I very much am sticking to yes. You never know. I kind of hope there is. All right, guys, before we move on to our next topic, which, of course, is the Batman, I got to tell you about some cool stuff on Collider. Actually, I'm going to let someone else do this honor. Check out this video right now. What's up, Collider fans? Ryan Satin here from ProWrestlingSheet.com, where you can find the top stories throughout the week in the world of professional wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan like myself, then you'd be doing yourself a disservice by not checking out all the shows we do every week on YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. In particular, on Wednesdays, we've got a SmackDown recap show hosted by John Roca and myself, where we pick apart and, and talk about every little thing that happened on the blue brand. So do yourself a favor and go subscribe at youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. In addition to all that wrestling content from Ryan and his team, be sure to check out our Game of Thrones in memoriam video. The show has come and gone. A whole lot of characters have died and (laughs) we made a little video to honor them. So check that out on the Collider Video YouTube channel. All right. Story number two, we're finally digging into it. It is the Batman update. So last week, news broke that Matt Reeves reportedly found his Bruce Wayne in Robert Pattinson. Nothing has been confirmed yet by the studio, so do keep that in mind. And now we've got the Hollywood Reporter's Heat Vision newsletter saying that they know who the villains in the movie are going to be. The Penguin and Catwoman, Reeves apparently won't begin casting Batman's rogues gallery until Pattinson closes his deal, which is believed to be imminent, even though, according to our own Jeff Snyder, he hasn't read the script yet because it still isn't quite finished. So Roca Mm. and I did the little standalone video when this news first dropped last week. Haley, we have not checked in with you about Robert Pattinson as the Batman. So (laughs) what say you about this casting choice? I love it. Yeah. I'm I'm very pro. I think we talked about yep. it on an episode of Mailbag. Mm-hmm. I think it's inspired from the moment I heard it circulating online. It was one of those, like, I never would have thought of that, and it's so good. He's a wonderful actor. 
And my favorite thing about it is he embraces this kind of weirdness with charm, but a very, there's a strange quality to him, and I like my Batman's kind of weird. So I'm very, very excited. Also because he really has proven such an interesting track record in his post-Harry Potter Twilight career where he's, he's drawn to sort of darker, mm-hmm. more progressive, maybe even provocative projects that makes me even more excited for whatever Matt Reeves is doing with this. Yeah, I would definitely echo everything you said. The one thing with this project that has been updated recently that had my head spinning a little was the villains mm-hmm. announcement because... I never would have guessed this. Maybe I would have said, oh, yeah, Batman versus the Penguin or Batman versus Catwoman. But the Mm. idea of putting both of those villains as, you know, somewhat villainous centerpieces in this movie threw me a little bit for a loop because, hey, one of my favorite superhero movies out there is Batman Returns. I love, love, love that movie so, so much. So it is very interesting if all of this is true that this could wind up being similar. Do you guys see an issue with that at all? I did. I, I hated it. I, I, I didn't like that news at all because I'm like, yeah, it brings back Batman Returns, which you just said is a fantastic film already, and you don't want to repeat those beats. And guess what? Gotham did that already uh, just recently, bringing Catwoman and Penguin as the two main villains of Batman through that, or Bruce Wayne or whoever it is, the Gotham uh, City Police Department made them the central villain. So to me, repeating that beat again, when, when Batman has an incredible rogues gallery of villains to choose from to go back to these two again drives me nuts. They still have never done Two-Face, right? Two-Face would have been fun to explore as a best friend of Batman, going evil, exploring with two sides of an issue. There was so much you could have played with there. It's Matt Reeves. I'm not going to. But I'm just saying there's a lot. Mr. Freeze, Hugo Strange. There are so many great characters they could have gone with that people didn't know that well uh, and they would have been able to create from the ground up. So this doesn't excite me right now. Admittedly, yes. I I understand all those concerns because, again, I had the same exact reaction when I first heard about this. And then I started to think about it more. And again, when you have creatives like Matt Reeves involved and now also potentially Pattinson, Mm. I am encouraged that they're doing this for the right reasons because there is no chance that, you know, either Reeves or executives over there did not think, oh, well, everyone's going to compare this to Batman Returns. There has to be a good reason they're going this route. And the casting opportunities are just like mind-boggling to me i mean there's so many cool options out there so i am definitely warming up to the idea especially if this is the decision they've come to Mm. yeah i don't i don't dislike it at all because i find like for me those are two of my favorite characters to have seen reimagined and reborn in the comics over Mm -hmm. the years so i i'm always excited for sort of a new iteration on them i absolutely agree that there are a lot of villains out there that would be exciting that we haven't seen and and hopefully that day will come eventually. Yeah. But just as a as a big fan of Catwoman in particular, mm-hmm. I'm always happy to see her back. All right. We're going to do a little fan casting. But before we get there, so this is going to be a double dose of Kyle Johnson comments right now. The first one he writes is, I would love for, for Chad Stahelski to direct a Batman movie or at least be a consultant on the Batman. John Wick fight choreography in a Batman movie would be awesome. Whoa, I couldn't agree more with that. And could you imagine him being like a second unit director or something like that? I don't know. I'd be super into it. Well, with those Nolan Batmans, we had the Casey fighting style be introduced that we'd never seen before. A lot of elbows and knees and that kind of movement. So it would make sense to create and have a new fight director on there who's got an interesting style to them Mm -hmm. to give to Batman. I would really like that, too, because we talk about sort of differentiating it from Batman Returns, which I agree is one of Mm. my favorite all time. 
but that has such a, a cartoony mm-hmm. Tim Burton vibe. And so if you bring like this really kinetic, hardcore uh, hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat, that's immediately something different. Again, that's another reason why I think that they can make this different yes. is because that is so Tim Burton, that movie. Yes. And there's no way Matt Reeves is going to even try to emulate that whatsoever. So he I does think this not is generally fit. do cartoonish not, type not filming at all. Yeah. Um, the other question from Kyle, of course, is who would you guys cast if the villains are indeed Penguin and Catwoman. Ooh. Pressure's on. Who wants to go first? I'd, I'd gladly go first. For Penguin, because if we're going to go hardcore, we're going to go raw, I, I don't want to see Josh Gad or any yeah. of these other guys do it. I want to see Michael's. I want to see Andy Serkis as a possibility of what he did with the Ulysses Claw. The way he was so large and scary and commanding would be very interesting. Just to see him in the monocle and that would be fantastic. Michael Stuhlbarg would be an interesting choice as well as a kind of an older, more intelligent. You might have just won before we even went. (laughs) It was on my list too. (laughs) (laughs) Just as a possibility, and for Catwoman, I have like three. Jennifer Lawrence, I'd love to see her take mm. that on. Her going toe-to-toe with Pattinson would be fantastic. Uh, I think if you want to go a little bit more low-key, Rebecca Ferguson would be an interesting choice, oh. considering what she did with Mission Impossible. And yes, I'm going to say it, and you no. may hate me, Kristen Stewart. Roca. She has earned her shot at playing this as much as Robert has earned his shot at playing Batman. And it is not, Yes, if you're going to repeat Batman Returns, then don't come at me crying about repeating Twilight, because the same thing, you've got the same uh, uh, issues here. And I think Kristen would be a badass Catwoman. She is a fantastic actress now, and it would be great to see them go toe-to-toe in a whole different arena that I think people might love. Well, at least you went one for two. I'm just kidding. You're, you're totally entitled to your opinion. I really do think she Fair is enough. a phenomenal actor. I just yeah. don't necessarily want to see that pairing in this movie. I, I think she'd be an incredible Catwoman mm-hmm. in a different movie. There's too much baggage there, though. It's just not something okay. that would it's add like, up well for the film. I would almost be afraid it would be distracting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's that's exactly what I mean, is that I, I think that it would take people out. They would mm-hmm. either think about the real-life stuff, or, of course, everyone's hung up on Twilight anyway, so mm. if, you're, if you're trying to convince your audience that, like, this isn't Twilight guy anymore, that's not the movie yeah. you want to okay. make. I am going to give you big points for Michael Stuhlbarg, yeah, I like and I would movie. actually take him as the penguin but I don't want to brush off Josh Gad I know he's been lobbying for the part Mm. but I really do think he is very capable of almost like keeping a little piece of his shtick while going really dark and sinister and if this project affords him that opportunity to show off more range I kind of want to see him get it with Catwoman though the idea you're gonna love this the idea that came to mind that I'm like super hyped about now is Sophia Batella. It is not fair what happened to her with the mummy. And I feel like her physicality, her work as a dancer could really serve her well in this role. And also, I think she's an excellent actress. So I'm going to cast Sophia Batella. I love it. Uh, Michael Stuhlbarg was also, he was my number one. But my other one would be Toby Jones, who is just oh, yeah. consummately underrated and Great can stuff. play everything across the board. Mm-hmm. So I think he would He's be a good pick too. fantastic. Mm. Uh, for Catwoman, I have said many times that I think Tessa Thompson would be incredible. Oh, but yes. just so I'm not sitting here repeating myself, uh, to borrow a tweet from Vinny, who suggested Jodie Comer. And I think that's <gasps> incredible. Oh, yeah. I'm like trying yes. not to explode right now. <laughs> it's Jody- a really choice. good one. Could you imagine like Jodie Comer and uh, Michael Stuhlbarg? Oh, my God. Dream team. I, w- I would be very much on board with this casting. Yeah, I know. And I could I could see Comer and Pattinson throwing some real vibes at yeah. each other. Some real weirdo vibes. Huh. I think we have some pretty good options out yeah. there. What say you guys? Hit the comment section below. Chime in on the live chat right now. Tell us who you would pick for these two roles. 
All right. We're winding down now. So you know what we got to leave time for? Mm. Some live chat questions. Let's go with... Oh, before we even move on, Aiden McHutchinson said Andy Serkis and, and Sophia Batella would be a perfect match. Mm. Ac- actually, thank you for agreeing with us, Aiden. Hopefully it'll happen. Who knows? Thanks, Aiden. Um, next question here. Let's go with Sky Patterson, who says, I think Lionsgate should do a Jurassic World 4 and call it a day. Do an eight-part TV series on the Hotel Continental on U.S. Oh, I said. Do you love what I did? He totally meant John Wick, and I said Jurassic World. I saw yes. Jurassic like, World 4, yeah. and I got all excited, Whoa. so I'm like, I will take that question. <laughs> but anyway, Sky Patterson says, I think Lionsgate should do a John Wick 4 and call it a day, do an eight-part TV series on the Hotel Continental on USA Network or TNT and go from there. All right, this next one here, 808 Pictures, says, I haven't seen the first two John Wick movies. Is this a series to get into? Yes. 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 Get into it because it's not going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) Um, Let's hit this one from, oh, a lot of John Wick questions. Uh, Louis E. de la Pena asks, which action star would you like to see in the next John Wick movie? I'd like to see Donnie Yen, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dwayne Johnson, or Jason Statham. Mm. I can't say what I want because it spoils the movie a little bit. So I'm not going to say who I want to what action stars I want to see just yet. Now I'm curious, but you could tell me behind the scenes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Pressure's on. Scott Adkins can kick the hell out of anyone. I think that would be really, really mm. good mm. matchup. For the record, I think I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Something just crossed my mind, yeah. and I'm not going to let it go. How fun would Bill Hader be coming off of Barry oh. to have a part in this thing in some way? You have a lot of good answers That's today. Today I've Great. been, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about things. I mean, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny to have, because after the season finale last night, which I thoroughly, thoroughly loved, I would love to see him now take that kind of menace into an action uh, franchise like maybe John Wick. Okay. I'm definitely into that. I feel like we could also pluck some people from Game of Thrones, too. Now that that's oh, over sure. and done with. Sure. <laughs> For sure. Actually, Kid Harrington is a remarkable stunt actor. If you watch mm. the behind-the-scenes stuff and how much he does, that could be fun. But yeah. I'm going to go with, I just, as I told Perry earlier, I I've watched the uh, second season of Fleabag last night yes. and this morning, oh. and it just broke my brain. And um, f- why is her brain just going, my, Phoebe oh my God, Phoebe, thank you. Yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a genius, mm. and I think she has such like a sassy, naughty personality that you could make her a really cool kind of villainous mm-hmm. type character. And like just that. to appease me right now, do you think we'll ever get a Jurassic World 4? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. I hope not, but yes, probably. Yeah, they make so much money. Absolutely. <laughs> I, no, I say no Jurassic World 4. Okay. Go back and make like an alt version of lost world or like the lost world as we know it on the big mm. screen and do some sort of competitive angle with biosyn and bring back the barbasol can or just just <laughs> something different than what we actually got maybe something that sticks a little closer to the book maybe i don't maybe. know i Could- mean definitely jurassic isn't done mm. yeah the, the yeah. money is too big yeah. i w- i would bet on that as well yeah. especially when they need franchises to compete with everything else out yeah. there so yeah, we have fast and at, furious in that you know like the top box office records it's like disney mm. disney disney and jurassic yeah yeah true so yeah, that yeah. Ain't going jurassic anywhere. and fast and furious yes exactly. they're, they're coasting pretty nicely on those two all right guys that is it for today but guess what we have four more days worth of shows for you guys and it's going to be great we have so many topics we are looking forward to covering Haley and roca i will see you both later this week thank you adam in the booth thanks for your hard work and you too dorian as well 
Hi. All right, guys, we are out of here. Please like and share this episode. Tell everybody you know about us in podcast form as well. And guess what? We're going to see you tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT Live for a brand new episode. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 83120. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the Big One Throws, $8.49. Toastmaster Small Appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.